All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. It's Brian Chesko. I feel like we just recorded a few days ago, and it feels like we're back in the saddle again. Yeah. yeah, we did record a little bit later last week. Still feeling weird because Scott's not with us, but we know he's listening. And Scott, we hope uh, that you will join us back very soon. Yeah, you better hurry. Yeah, you better hurry. <laughs> it's right. Brian, what are we going to do? Um, well, game week 23 is still, we're in one one game left. Uh, game week 23 is still in process. Uh, the international break for everybody else is happening. Uh, only Watford and Burnley have yet to play. Okay. Uh, so, really, I think today we and, just... And it will be a Dennis-less Watford, yes, right? Yes, Dennisless Watford and a Roy Hodgson-full Watford. Watford. Yes, we know that now. By uh, the way, and I'm going to give Scott a, a, a word here. Scott posted in our Slack channel. For some of you, you won't understand this at all. I read this, Scott. I know you're listening. And I loved it. Uh, Scott, uh, Brother Matt in Slack has said Roy Hodgson is the sixth man to manage Watford since they kept a Premier League clean sheet. Okay. Scott said, that's incredible. Uncle Roy has besmirched his name by agreeing to go there. He's no better now than Logan Roy. That's a men in blazers line there, Scott. And for those of you don't, who don't know Logan Roy, it's a reference to Succession, where he is the sinister sort of bad guy, and mm. everyone hates him. Mm. So, uh, Scott, well done. Good play to you. And uh, Brian, before we get on with the rest of this pod, yep, this is not an NFL podcast. No, it's not. But I do know, looking at you, League Barry, that some of our listeners watch NFL even across the pond. Mm-hmm. And for those of you, who, as they should, as they should, at, for those of you, if you didn't see the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs game this past Sunday night, you probably missed the greatest NFL game that's ever been played at least at minimum by two quarterbacks who were absolutely mesmerizing. Yeah. And it was, I did not watch any of the first half. I caught most of the second half and then into overtime. And it was absolutely mind blowing when I was watching. It's hard not to say that when the NFL is good, that it's not, the greatest it it's i know so i don't want to i don't i know and i don't i know this that you like to repeat this is not an nfl podcast but just to say that it was one of the best well definitely sunday was the one of the best days of right. football in forever i i didn't enjoy the saturday 
games of the NFL this past. I didn't. Uh, they were they, they were, were suspenseful at the end. They were suspenseful but you, but you at the end. Not, yeah, they a were super product yeah, on the field. No, not as not definitely not as good as the teams that played Sunday. But either way, I'm drinking tonight uh, as I did earlier today for League Drew. Okay. Uh, who is yes? Uh, who is a who had Bills season tickets uh, this season? Wow! Part of the, he I don't know if he's officially part of the Bills mafia or not. I but well I, I'm not a Buffalo Bills fan, but I was rooting for them so hard, and it's not because I have any hate against the Chiefs. I yeah. just I still feel bad for the Buffalo Bills in the 1990s. Yeah, and there's nothing not to like about Bills, Bills mafia, and everything else that goes along with them. It is a likable team for a neutral. Yeah. No, I, I, it was, uh, it was a great game, and uh, I, I feel bad for, uh, I feel bad for Buffalo fans. Uh, League Drew and all you other Buffalo people, uh, Brian and I are drinking uh, a Modelo Especial tonight. Cheers to you, and uh, my apologies for that brutal loss. Amazing uh, game, terrible amazing loss, game, terrible amazing loss. win. Uh, all those things all wrapped into yeah, one for sure. Brian, let's get on with this. Yeah, let's talk about what happened in Game Week 23 in the uh, Premier League. Let's talk about how disappointing that was instead of how disappointing it was for the <laughs> Buffalo Bills uh, fans let's, around the globe. Let's do that. Brian, let's start Saturday. Well, just to say first, Game Week 23 has been, I'd say, likely, based on the average, it's been disappointing for you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, if the average is still what it was well, the last time I looked, it was 30. Yeah, no, it is that the average, the final average was 30. I felt at this point great. Brian, I got green arrows with the 40, and I felt like I I captained Dennis. Mm -hmm. So I got a 40 captaining Dennis with a minus two as my captain, and he's not playing the next match. So it's over. He got a minus one as a captain, minus yeah. two. It's one of my favorite things in this world. Uh, the first time that ever happened to me was Olivier Giroud years ago for Arsenal. Late in the season, I was in the running, and I captained Giroud, and it, I got, it was just the beginning of the decline of the rest of my season. I hope this is not reminiscent of that. But bottom line is I was able to get a 40 somehow yeah. with that minus two. Which is a good score. It's a, and there, you're right. There's nothing more disappointing than starting your week with your captain uh, not only blanking, uh, but getting ejected from a game in a double match week to keep him from even being able to play him uh, in the match that's uh, uh, it was just just outrageous. But I would just say, like even we talked about last week, like just the 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 big names. I think that that people would have been considering, knowing how many people like the the flood of ownership percentage rise for Coutinho. Believe Coutinho blanks. Well, and, and, and we talked about it. In fact, I was trying to figure out how to get him into my team, yeah. so I don't fault anyone for bringing him in. Yeah, Ollie Watkins, I think, was a popular choice for a lot of people. But you know, the, the all the points for uh, Aston Villa came from Luca Dina and 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 Emiliano Buendia. Yeah. So, the you know you get you get the points from guys that you you know Dina is not out of a left field choice, but I, the Watkins owners are not happy oh. about it. Bruno and Ronaldo, like the you know people who you know maybe weren't quite as keen on bringing them in because of West Ham, but they you know the players who had uh, I think are are kind of pedigree choices, uh, especially Bruno, like we talked about, end up doing nothing for you. So D Dini's ownership's six point nine percent. So and it, it might have gone up yeah, since oh, semester sure. again. So with that being said, it's not like a ton of people were on him. 
No. He, no one's been owning him at Everton, for heaven's sakes. No. Now, Brian, let's just, while we're on him real quick, he's, yeah. with, he's with Villa. Yeah. First, he's got a zero. Since he's been with Villa, he had a zero 90 minutes against United and now a 12 against Everton. Uh, with their upcoming schedule, Brian, home leads at Newcastle, home Watford at Brighton, home Southampton. Lucadinia, 5.1? Lucadinia is part of uh, Nuno Ted Spirito Lasso uh, <laughs> as of. Okay. Uh, as so of you brought going him in. In, I brought him in going into this week. He was part of my minus four entering this game week. Um, so did you get Dina points here? I did get Dina wow. points here. What, what was your score? I felt good with a 40. So I have a 47. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought um, you outscored me. I'm really, I think, I think it's just that, that difficulty of knowing, like, you, you have the Watford assets with the anticipation of playing a terrible Burnley side. Um, I have David De Gea's six sitting there on my bench with an ill Ben Foster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, may or may not be back for the Burnley match this weekend. I'm not sure what I'm rooting for here. For sure. So I think I'm rooting for De Gea's six. <laughs> so it could it could be better for me. And then I also, that my other part of my minus four, you know, I, I took Daniel Marty out, and I also took out um, Broja, 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 Broja okay. from Southampton okay. to bring in a Joao Pedro. So I still have Joel Pedro yet to play with the potential of either oh, David wow. De Gea coming off the bench or Ben Foster playing wow, so and you, getting so what he gets. Wow, so you, you're going to end up with a really good week. I should good end up you. with a pretty good score. Back to Dina. Dina gets you an assist, all three bonus points. He finishes with a 12 this week. You should have captained him if you had him. Um, <laughs> somehow, he only created two total chances this week. Dina. Uh, somehow was credited with zero big chances created, despite the fact that I guess the Buendia header was really better than I think it was just a normal cross off the corner. I don't think they're counting that as a big chance just because Buendia probably did the best you can do with that particular pass. Okay. Um, and he only had three crosses. So I, you want a Dina that's a little bit more active there, more involved. And that was the, his only corner kick, too. That he took was the Buendia header, yeah. That's so and 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 that's a game like we watched it or most of it yeah. anyway. And I yeah. just think that I don't know they didn't back off. I mean it was a, it was kind of a it was kind of a boring one nil. Yeah. I mean I I, I don't I, one nil is not necessarily electric. No, I feel all like time, we got through that and, and we were thinking shouldn't we have seen more? I feel like yeah, on goal, especially in the second half. You felt like the Everton probably probably had the better chances in the second half. None of it matters, I don't think, just because of Villa's upcoming schedule. Like you I said. still, personally, it, okay, I'm probably going to take a minus four this week, but there's two players I want to bring in probably a little bit more than Coutinho. So I don't know if I'm going to do it. But if I, if I was wild carding, mm-hmm. Philippe Coutinho would probably be part of that wild card. Yeah. Especially right now for those Saka owners, um, Smith Rowe, Martinelli. I mean, we've been yeah. kind of been touting Arsenal's uh, Mason, uh, midfield. Def- Yes, right? definitely Arsenal. And, yeah, because of their what they're about but then, to like, do. For, for whatever reason, well, number one, they're gonna they're not playing in the next two out of three match weeks. Right. So make plans there, but they haven't. I don't know. They they've had some weird we can't score bug in the last like three or four mm-hmm. games. I don't expect that to continue. But I mean, as we say in this pod, points are points, and if you've been playing them, like I have, I own Saka. I'm mm-hmm. not getting. I'm not getting those points. So. I need someone who's going to score points. And like I said, 
Arsenal has next two out of three weeks. They're, they do not have match weeks. So, Saka will be going out this week. And yeah. I'm going to be bringing in someone. It might be Philippe Coutinho. I was really excited coming into tonight to hear your Arsenal moment after the, a nil-nil draw to Burnley. That's um, so disappointing. They had yeah, so gosh, many. Sure. I mean, brutal. That's brutal. It's almost as bad. It's like a loss is what it is. A home draw to Burnley. Like, at least if it's an away draw, you're like, that's eh, away. A home draw to Burnley. A Chris Woodless Burnley. I didn't. I didn't. Sh- well, yeah, that's a that's an interesting part of it, too. Uh, I did not check the club mojo table. Well, uh, we will report know. on I, that. I am sure Lee that I, has... my, my feeling is that Arsenal may have sunk after. Well, the... he, he kind of reinforced his position. As I was arguing last time, Arsenal should have been higher. <laughs> he kind of doubled down on, like, maybe I had him right in the right place in the yeah. first place. And at this point, I cannot argue that. So, yeah. We will we will check into the club mojo table yeah, and, here in a little bit. And just to go back, I mean, just to, not just Arsenal owners, but I would say, you know, we can. I want to talk a little bit more about what what's about, you know, just to plan ahead for what's about to happen to Chelsea. The Chelsea has massive blanking, uh, massive blankage ahead. <laughs> I think. Uh, so. I'm looking at. Um, I mean, you I'm just, just thinking, created a new term I'm just that I won't be able to get out of my head. Massive, massive blankage. blankage. Uh, Mason Mount owners, looking at you, and uh, most of the people who have. I mean, I'm not sure how many people jumped on Jorginho when he was kicking penalties every no, week. I hope but, not. Um, but either way, there's plenty of it's. Uh, or I might even add, uh, like I said last week, I I held on to uh, James Madison, a popular choice here in the past few weeks. Leicester about to go on a similarly bad run here, uh, not just with fixtures, but a blank, I think, three or four weeks from now. So there there are places to go in your midfield to these, to, I would say, to like higher upside players, definitely like Coutinho. When Chelsea gets back, you're going to want to own some players, but that's not till like... Yeah, it's a it's March a ways away. Like it's yeah, literally the whole month. Yeah, of there is September. no reason for I mean, you, yeah, February. There is no reason for you to hold on to any of those players. So uh, just not just Dina, but like you know, we can like we said. I think that Aston Villa seems like a pretty obvious choice. I'm not really sure. I don't know that you could pick wrong. I, again, like just to go back to the Buendia. Buendia scores. Coutinho blanks, but he starts and plays a majority of the match. Yeah. Uh, I think you like. Uh, yeah, I think this is one of those cases. He's playing into, probably into not necessarily full match fitness, but I think they're. I think that's good that they want to manage manage his minutes to get started. Agreed. They're not. They're not like crushing him out there. Buendia looked good. I would say he, he had four shots this week. Second, two on target, which was the second most that anyone had this week. Now you're not going to own two Villa midfielders. So no, if you were to go not. there, and, and we're already on them too much. Let's move yeah, just, quickly. Just, but. No, but just to say, I mean, I feel Buendia like... Buendia or Coutinho? If, if you were to pick one. I think you got to think you have to take the magic of Coutinho okay. there. Okay. I just don't think Buendia is a... I don't it's think not Buendia, a bad choice. I don't think Buendia is a dumb choice. I, just, I'm saying this involvement for him in this match in particular yeah. was very good. Yeah. I think that's an encouraging thing. Yeah. He was wasteful in the first half. He, I just wonder if Coutinho's presence won't draw more attention, actually giving Buendia yeah, more opportunities. I, 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 think, I mean, I, I definitely see that. So, anyway. All right. So, Villa kind of helps you. This week, if you ha- you know if you had the right assets, right. they didn't kill you anyway. Yeah. This week, look, I mean, just look through the rest of the top scores, just in terms of disappointment. Thiago Silva, 
is going to be one of your top scoring defenders. Right, you're it's not one of the it. most irrelevant thirteen pointers in for FPL sure. history. Same for John Joe Shelby's eleven, Fabinho's nine. Like, you, like these are Matinho, Joao Matinho. His two games, his two good games are over this season, so you can ignore him now. There are other players. Like these are these are disappointments, even though they are good scores. Yeah, there are other players who had good scores. I don't know that like. The next name I'm going to say is a personal, horrible disappointment to you personally. Uh, hold on, real quick. I'm looking at something right here. Yeah. I, I'm trying. I'm looking down the list here of the guys who have scored the highest this week, and I'm trying to find the guy with the with the biggest ownership. And I think it might be Laporte. Okay. Uh, Laporte at a seven point nine. Brian, it's the highest ownership on this week's. Guys who made all the score. And, and this attributed to the low average overall. My big regret, we talked about this pre-pod, was I was so close to taking a negative four. Yeah. To and the guy, that was to bring in yeah. Andy Robertson. Andy we, Robertson did it again. Either you or Scott, I can't remember who, uh, have been saying that, look, when Robertson's been playing, he's been outscoring Alexander going back to week 13. Yeah, we talked about it last week on this very podcast to talk about that you – would have been right for a while now to have had Andy Robertson instead of Trent Alexander-Arnold, though, like I said last week, I would not advocate either or. I I just think we've been, everyone has been so focused on making sure they have Jota in their team that I think for the most part, this run, even when Salah was there, everyone has prioritized having Salah, Jota, and Trent and in the meantime, Andy Robertson just keeps getting the job done. Andy Robertson, it's just even this week, just on stats, like I, I should say, we should say up front, he got lucky this week because his assist on the Alex Oxlade Chamberlain goal. Right. I don't know how that stood. Right. I think I, I think that's a fairly uh, for non Liverpool people a fairly agreed upon point. There was, uh, I think it was Firmino that Firmino that was standing offside. Right. The ball was barely over his head. Right. I don't. I have no idea how in the world the goal stood. Either way, he gets the points. Owning Alexander Arnold and Andy Robertson, I feel like just the number of people who also like because Cancelo's ownership is so high, to spend what probably is what almost twenty five of your of your bucks on but Brian on Trent. Brian. Andy Robertson and Cancelo, I mean, leaves they... you very little room. The good thing is we can talk about enablers more in a little bit, but just to say, like, that's very expensive, but it's not dumb. I I know, but it. I'm telling you, even this match, and Andy Robertson puts in nine crosses. Trent had five. Andy took four corners. Trent took one. Trent created zero chances this week. That is not a Trent Alexander-Arnold game. Agree. Robertson had three. Robertson created three chances, and and one of them was credited as a big chance. I'm saying, like, Andy Robertson did it again, not just in the total FPL points, but he actually outperformed him in terms of statistics, and that they, they tend to be even with the edge almost always going to Trent. I don't know if it was something I didn't look into it enough. Maybe a Liverpool person could. Maybe there was something tactically that they saw on the Andy Robertson side 
that they wanted to play play to him more. His form certainly isn't hurting him. No. No, that's for sure. Did you bring him in, yes or no? I just, I, I'm, while you've been talking, I've been tinkering and tankering. Like, I would have to, I want to bring Salah back in. Duh. Right. When he comes back, assuming he comes back uh, uninjured. And it, so if I bring him in and I bring in the other guy, my other part of the big regret this week, mm-hmm. if I bring him in uh, and then I bring Salah in, I am 1.1 pound dollars below where I need to be. Okay. This is disappointing. You are not on because a wild card. I was You're trying... not on a wild card. No. Okay. No, no, no. So I was just seeing what it would take really an extra week from now. So it's just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I don't think I'm ready to wild card because there aren't that many changes I would make other than, than the people. I mean, I might make five changes. Yeah. And I just don't feel like that's, I don't know, maybe it's six. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I might wild card. I mean, you know, we always say if you're going to wild card, do it on an international break. Yeah, because yeah, if plenty, anything happens, you can make changes. Yeah, during you'll, that. you'll get there. I'm sure there will be plenty of news things happening over the break to make you want to do that. Let me give you some names of some big performers this week that I don't know that you're buying, but just let me throw these names out real quick. Though, am I crazy? To I mean, may this the reason why that money problem exists, and we'll get back to your amazing point. Okay, is that I want? I'm trying to keep Alexander Cancelo and Robertson. Yeah, like you had said, that's kind of a lot of money to have. It's back a lot there. of money. Is it worth it? Maybe. Probably. It seems worth it. If, But right now I can't even do it. Anyways, all right, let's move on. Um, do you want to stay in defense or do you want to move forward? Let's go forward. Well, so one of your best performers for the last two weeks, definitely one of the best this week, is Josh Sargent from, from your favorite uh, bird-related team, the Norwich City Canaries. Back-to-back starts. For Josh All the canaries are are like glorious trash birds. Yes, like they might as well. You know, the seagulls do. Do canaries eat trash? <laughs> no, they're like real picky. Like they're real, are they? They're kind I of didn't, snobby. I don't. I don't. When they're, I think of scavenging I envision... <laughs> birds, canaries not high on my list. I'm sure they're like picky, picky eaters. Canaries. Josh Sargent. Brian. Two goals this week to follow up his assist from last week. When they come back after the break, they get Crystal Palace. Okay. You're okay with that. You have to stomach him for game weeks 25 and 26 for City and Liverpool. So you're not, you wouldn't play him anyway. But then you could bring him back the three weeks after that for Southampton, Brentford, and Leeds. Josh Sargent, uh, the reason why, like, I think you saw what he is capable of. Americans have gotten to see him a little bit. Josh Sargent. Uh, with a scorpion kick this week to score one of his goals, which wow. was fantastic. It was a fantastic goal. Unbelievable. Uh, and a Norwich City that cares, that is obviously fighting Dean for, Smith fighting has for, their, them. for their... They're coming off two wins. Yeah. And, like, they kind of thrashed Watford, right? Like, yes. I, I think most people... Who are also fighting for their lives. Yeah. And one team seemed to care and the other didn't. So... Even last week, you know, I, I kind of thought, like, ah, it's going to be a little more cagey. Neither of these teams are going to want to lose. I would not, on the list of, of things I would have expected at the end, a Norwich thrashing <laughs> was probably, like, <laughs> the last option. I wouldn't have ever guessed it. <laughs> right. No, I'm with you 100%. And I just wonder, Dean Smith seems to like him. I don't know if they have many options. And who knows, maybe Sargent's finally feeling comfortable in the motherland. 
one. I, I, I give just, me. I want to give you as a five four playing option. If you're if like me, okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, if I'm wild carding and I want to skimp a little bit of money so I can bring Sala and then still have that fully loaded that fully loaded defense, skimping at that position with him at a five four. That's something that I could do if I needed to I, shave just, some money. Given just based on the numbers and based on just based on where they were kind of where they were playing this week. You assume Pookie Pookie as the kind of their I don't know, I guess you expect him to be more involved and it just wasn't that way. Josh Sargent is the one who took the most shots. Pookie didn't even attempt a shot in this match. And it was all kind of going to Sargent, Pookie as the facilitator. Mm. So Pookie setting him up. And even as far as touches, you know, you look at for, you know, look at how much they were in the box. It's Josh Sargent with a with doubling him up. It was four touches to two for Josh Sargent. Like Pookie's gonna Pookie will get his, I'm sure. I mean, he's gonna be fine. It's just that even this week, I think I don't know that you can necessarily say like, oh, it's going to be like this forever. But if this is the if if they are playing to Josh Sargent's strengths, and it works for Pookie to feed him, do it, do it, Norwich. So I just I, like I think it's a I you know I know this is a lot of time to spend on someone like Josh Sargent. Yeah, we've met the Josh Sargent qu- uh, quota. Uh, just to say, I don't yet again. Uh, Massive differential, a guy, but a guy who had one of the goals of the probably a goal of the month candidate. I oh, wouldn't, for be, sure. wouldn't be surprised if he wins goal of the month this month for yeah. for what he did. And a guy who's obviously feeling it with a with a not horrible schedule upcoming. All right, let's go to the back now. Do you want to put your Arsenal moment here because my next name was going to be Nick Pope. <sighs> Nick Pope, of all the goalkeepers people were starting this week for a double match week. I have a feeling Nick Pope was not a high priority for people. No. He already his ownership is not high enough anyway. Burnley's form is terrible, and currently Nick Pope is on a ten. Arsenal's possession seventy five point six percent. Of course, we know that that's not a definer of victory. Sure, shots on target five twenty shots overall. Great. It was one way traffic. Yep, and uh, they couldn't get it done. Yep. So. I just don't know what to say. I mean, I, I don't have anything about disappointment. I mean, it was true disappointment. So, well, yeah. you didn't. Good I, luck, anyone going to Nick Pope. I right. don't think you expected 2018 Nick Pope to show up no, in this good match. Point. Was he injured in 2018? I think what, that's when he got in his 2019? chance when, when Heaton took the took a, a bend. Clean sheet, five saves, all three bonus points. Still has Watford to go, and another positive for Nick Pope, like we've been saying. Burnley has 20 matches yet to play this season compared to less than that for pretty much every other player from so every other team. a backup keeper, not a bad idea to get Nick Pope, maybe. Nick Pope is 5.4. Is that the deal breaker? <sighs> That's expensive. Yeah. That's expensive for a backup keeper. I mean, no one's going to Nick Pope. I mean, I can see maybe in a couple, maybe double weeks, you, you might... You know, you have two chances to get a maybe a clean sheet, but it's I don't know, man. I, there, are, no, I'm just that's thinking. Expensive. Yeah, there are. I'm just thinking there will be plenty of times. Nick Pope would if you could if you could stand Nick Pope being your main guy. Then I guess it's not insane. Wow. 
Um, just that I just think the, just with the volume of fixtures already, like after the international break, which that for them it's a week. Uh, but Manchester United and Liverpool for the first two Burnley matches, as soon as you might bring him in. Yeah. I just think if Nick Pope is going to, if Burnley's going to stay up, Nick Pope is going to have to be a hero for the rest of the season. Uh, and you're going to have to count on him to be your main guy. Real quick, I just saw something. Go ahead. Back, we're going to back this up just a little bit back to Josh Sargent. Oh. <laughs> it's crazy. No, no, it just, just hear me. Uh, okay. If someone was to wild card, yeah. if they wanted to save a little bit of money in their third striker position, who would you rather have, Broha, Broja, Bruja, or Josh Sargent? Well, I Because part, part of the Bruja, Broja, Southampton's schedule is terrible. Is 5-2. It's, and yes, it's 5-2. Sargente is 5-4. Yeah, part of the reason why I didn't feel bad about getting rid of Broja this week was because of what they had upcoming. Uh, when okay. he scored against um, Manchester City, only have it overruled, I immediately thought I was about to regret the decision to get rid of it. Uh, but thankfully, right. thankfully, it was overruled. I just think what Southampton has upcoming at Spurs, at Manchester United, at least for the next two weeks, like they can get something from that if they can score a a rando goal against Manchester okay. City however should say Southampton's been very good at home and not nearly as good away right and they're about to play Spurs and Manchester United away, away. right so maybe after that game week 26 okay. I'm just thinking that you have some usefulness with Josh Sargent um I I would think bro ya is gonna okay in in a few weeks is gonna be a very popular choice. Southampton's schedule starting in game week 25 is fantastic. It's nice. Okay. Dave, uh, you said you were going to do the America Laporte hand arm wiggle celebration uh, on a video tonight and post it in our Slack specialty workspace. Is that going to happen, or will you save that for when Scott gets back? This is another one of Brian's fabrications. I did not say this, but... Sure, I could probably do that. I, when I saw the arm wiggle, I'm like, what, what was that guy doing? Like <laughs> Antonio celebrations, great. I love yeah. it when guys do like a Fortnite dance. Yeah, but you know which you, you know which ones you hate. You hate Ashley Barnes. Yeah, I hate Ashley Barnes and John Joe Shelby and his pseudo finger mask. Yeah, was pretty stupid. Yep. Uh, but the nineteen. 19- Early 90s glow stick move that Laporte was doing with his arms. Yeah. The the rave glow stick move uh, I wasn't my favorite. I, I, it was really stupid. Uh, John Joe Shelby's celebration, I think, like I showed you, uh, was called the Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, that's right. So I'm pretty sure that's okay. what he was going for. Um, uh, Laporte's arm, uh, his uh, arm wiggle celebration aside, 245,000 total people had Laporte in their squad in game week 16. You want to know what he has done since game week 16? I don't know. I feel like this is about to be intimidating. Laporte has played 90 minutes in every match since game week 16. He has a 6, a 7, or a 10 in every single match since game week 16. How have we not discussed him? I am not sure. 
when I, Scott I feel was like here, we're doing our I listeners that, a disservice. Well, because Scott had Ruben Diaz, and I think the I think the the question for everyone was like for me. I think you just get everyone gets caught up in how flashy Cancelo is because Cancelo is shooting like uh, his volume is higher than almost any other defender this year. Laporte has just been scoring buckets of points for basically 10 weeks. And still as of while we're sitting here, 7 he's in 7.8% of teams. I think the only the only possible reason why is because one, you already have Cancelo, two, you have Trent and you're deciding whether or not to bring in Andy Robertson now. Three, am I on three or four? He, you have a, a at least one Manchester City attacker. So you probably have Foden or Bernardo Silva, or you've moved to KDB. And I don't know how many people want to like go further into part of their team with Laporte. I think maybe also the fear of, is he going to get rotated? Is it going to be Stones and Ake this week? Is it going to be Diaz and Stones Would this week? Would you rather week? own Cancelo or Laporte moving forward? Well, that's one of, that was what I was going to bring up. I mean, I'm looking if at it. If you're wild carding, oh my gosh. And, yeah, you, so- and you can make some money by, by downgrading, think of this for the season. You ready for this? I don't know. Am I? This season. Cancelo has taken 46 shots. Laporte has taken 26. Okay. Diaz has taken 12. That's your defender shot total. Okay. Since game week 16, Cancelo has taken 13 shots. Laporte has taken 10. They, he and Cancelo and Laporte have each put three shots on target. Wow. And Laporte, I don't have to go back over the numbers again because he scored this week. And Cancelo got you a two. Like, Laporte is just killing it right now. And he seems like a massive bargain at 5.7. Wow. I just tried to do it. I can't have Cancelo and Laporte in my, <laughs> along with PAA and Trent, Robertson. This Robertson, not- Cancelo, Laporte, Amarty should be your back line. Or Ben White, 4-4. Four, four. Or yeah. Amarty's 3-9? Yeah. No, Amarty's might be 3-8. Oh Brandon God. Williams is 3-9. Man, I'm just doing crazy things right now. I'm just saying, like, you, this is these are numbers. If you look back, if you open his, if you see those numbers in a list, I think you just immediately feel bad. Because like anyone else, if you don't have them, you're just, I think you look at that list and just say, it's stupid. Why in the world would I not have? How did, how did I not notice this? Right. Maybe people did. That's the thing. Maybe maybe you've been sitting there this whole time and just saying, you know what, I'm not bringing him in. <laughs> right. I, I've got other things that, I, that are more pressing than adding a six, a seven, or a ten to my score every single week. Amarty is three eight. Yep. Amarty is so cheap, and he was back in the side, straight back in as soon as he came back from Afcon, to get you exactly what you expect from a Leicester defender, which was a two. All right, so I'm going to keep tinkering around. I am doing some wild and crazy things. I might actually wild card this week. Things might get crazy. Yeah. Um, just a quick shout-out to Hakeem Ziyech for scoring the coolest goal of the week, I think, or one of. Well, Sargent's. Sargent's is better yeah. technically, but I think Ziyech, one, it was an amazing shot. Two, I think to celebrate the way he did, to just 
just to act like it's something that you do all the time regularly do is great um again another pointless huge score i almost asked last week i have it in my notes i could prove this by timestamp and stuff just to ask the question <laughs> sure well just to ask sure. the question will ziesh get more starts because when he plays he's been outstanding he was very good last week he was one of he was the only i mean you know with he's one of the only attacking players that got you anything he, we already said you know tiago silva's was it doesn't help you at all uh, but Ziyech, this week, uh, he's tied with Jaw Pedro for the most shots of any player, assuming Pedro will kick a few more you know, at the net this week for Watford. He's not going to be first or tied for first. But the point is, Ziyech was kicking it a lot. But he, had more, he had two more shots on target than any other player in the Premier League. I agree he warrants to be talked about, but Chelsea plays one right. game in the next Four match weeks. It's a perfect time for us to say that uh, Ziyech has come into form in a meaningless fantasy. Yeah, world. it's one of the wor- It's the like the most perfect timing for Chelsea to blank in three of the next four weeks. As I just mentioned, uh, one of the other guys, Joao Pedro. I'm not sure what this is. I don't know what the Watford attack is going to look like. I mean, we know for sure what it's going to look like this weekend, uh, knowing that it's there will be no Dennis. Okay, but I said Joao Pedro had attempted this the most shots of any player this week. Okay. I'm really curious to see what uncle slash grandpa Roy does here. I assume the first task for any Watford manager. I can't believe manager, you took this I can't. Uh, well, I just feel like the first thing is that you know, we talk forever about how many clean sheets they don't have. When the last time is they didn't concede a goal. And you have to go back to like, you know, the last, I don't know, it feels like f- f- half a decade before you get back to uh, a good defensive performance. They, you, we, was it, was it with you or just where was Scott still here when we went down through the list of their defenders? Not just triangles, not just injuries or whatever, but the number of new signings and just the complete turmoil that is the Watford backline. It just seems like the first thing Roy Hodgson would do is kind of do what he did with Crystal Palace, just completely like. Grind the attack down to a nub. Put one guy up there, or say, we're two stop, guys up there. We're gonna stop people scoring on us. Yeah, and we're not gonna concede. That's the first task. Is we're not, we can't give up goals, and it just it just feels like it might make all of these guys completely useless. Wow, Brian, I want to ask you about somebody. Okay, go ahead. Again, I'm. Th- this has just turned into me just trying to figure out if I'm going to wild card. <laughs> what would it take to get all the players? Angus Gunn. Yep. He started for Norwich. Yes. Now it's Norwich. Right. But he's a 4-0 goalkeeper. Yeah. Is he going to be playing more? He cruel? was what, well, he's, on cruel. He's one of your top performers this week too. This is a guy he's on the he's on the list. Just a, he gets you a 9 and Tim Cruel his shoulder is injured and Dean Smith says I think he said ACL joint. I'm not sure that that's ACL in your I've arm? heard of an AC, AC joint. AC joint. You think he added an extra consonant? He may have. Mm. Doesn't matter. He missed Everton match because uh, he, he injured healthy. it during Everton. Cruel injured the shoulder during the Everton match. Uh, currently, the Fantasy Premier League website says shoulder injury unknown return. Right, because the best you're hearing from anyone is the suggestion that that Gunn could be in a line for a run of be in line for a run of starts. Okay, that's what you're getting from most people who are reporting on this. All right. 
the scans or whatever he has, cruel is they are waiting on results. It could be it could be a month. It could be the kind of thing where they just say we're gonna he'll be in training. He might be day to day. He might be week to week. But right now there is no uh there is no timetable because they don't know anything. And, and this Norwich is a looks a little different than a month ago. Yeah. Angus Gunn. This is, Dean Smith Norwich uh, yeah. looks a little bit better. Uh, one of the, and that's kind of the stories post match, just to say, like, huge result for them. Angus Gunn excited because, you know, excited to get a chance to be back in the team and to do what goalkeepers are supposed to do. And, and it worked. Like, he ends up with, you know, he finishes with three saves and two bonus points. Like, this is what you want from, like, it's the perfect. Perfect match for Watford this week, or for uh, for Norwich this week. Yeah, just to end with this kind of result. No, this is amazing because if I bring him in in my wild card, that gives me the money to get everyone else I want to get. So this is amazing. Um, I would talk about Pats and Daka, but I don't. I don't know that it matters. He's he's very good, but he just it's back to back goals for him. But there's the schedules, but like we said, is about to get bad for for Leicester. The last guy on the performers of the week, and it's not a huge score, but just that he was in the points himself. Uh, Odson Edward, Dave, uh, from my, Crystal my Palace. My second big regret of the week. In fact, I've actually kind of already pseudo brought him in my I was going to say, I, I, I didn't know if you had him going into the week or if you had if you no, did not I decide to do it. I had been eyeing him, and I, I didn't pull the trigger. And the only reason why I didn't this week was because he was playing Liverpool – how dumb am I, right? Like, so there he goes. It doesn't matter who he plays against. He scores. Not, okay, that's not every game. But in other words, like, sometimes you're looking at, well, it's a it's a bad matchup, right? He's going up against this good deal. Oh, he could never score against Liverpool. Right. What does he do? He freaking scores against Liverpool, right? Yeah. Like, dumb on me for not just getting a good player with good form and just playing him. Yeah. Uh, his price is? It's like 6-4? It's... What is it's it? high. It's yeah, six four. So if you're making him your, th- assuming you're making him your third striker, that is higher. There are. There... I'm gonna go back to week seventeen. So well, I, I was gonna actually go back to his run of starts in game week sixteen. I, that's I've got numbers on him since. Well, I don't like his score in sixteen, so I didn't want to go there. I wanted to go to I seventeen. Just, I'm looking at minutes. I'm <laughs> I was looking at minutes. I'm looking at score. I want I want my stat to sound good. It's uh, gonna sound good no all matter right, what. Fair enough. Since game week 16, compared to every other forward available to you, he has three goals. Only Harry Kane has more than him. That's weird. So Kane has four. Edward has three. He's taken 20 shots, which is tied for second most. Only Kane has more than him on shots. Wow, okay. He's taken. He's had seven shots on target, which is tied for second most. Only Kane has more than him. Okay. Eight big chances. Tied for most with Harry Kane. This is Edward from Crystal Palace. I like this guy. Eight, and this is what's crazy. He's created eight chances, which is third most of any forward. And he's got he's touched the ball fourth most of any forward wow. uh, in yeah. the box. So they're about to play at Norwich, at Brentford, Chelsea, and Burnley yeah. in no, their next four weeks. He's coming into my team. And so... I was going to just list fantasy scores since week 17. 8, 2, 14, 6, 2, 8. Yeah. It's, you love points like that from a guy like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think the just 
since he has kind of shuffled Benteke to just uh, the reserves, you know, ju- yeah, just to uh, an off the bench kind of like super yeah, en- end of game, yeah, and maybe just kind of a, a just a, where maybe, maybe just more sub, control, not yeah, not a super. Uh, Edward, uh, especially too, because they're doing all of this now without Zaha. I mean, they've already been doing a lot of this without Zaha anyway. So Zaha coming back is not going to affect Edward. I don't think so. No. And I think you'd actually probably prefer it to have Zaha as long as he's Danger Man Zaha. Danger uh, Man Zaha. As long as he's as long as he's playing like he cares. Mm. Uh, but no, I think Edward is a smart a smart choice for him. That's all the guys this week. I feel like those are the guys, like those are prominent guys. Like there are plenty of other people who did something. I just you know but this is, I think, just the fact that we went through that list of names, and most of the names on the list are You're like not owning. Yeah, most of them are just like, nah. like they're they're Except a report. Con- Honestly, I'm yeah, now they're trying a consideration to bring a for in sure. My team. Brian, let's hit up real quick the the names of the highest amount of transfers in this week, and let's just discuss whether or not we like it or not. Let's see if the masses are doing things stupidly. Yeah, so uh, just by position. Here's your goalkeeper. Here's some of your top transfers in for this week. David De Gea, uh, one of the top transfers in. Not really interested, week. but I know you own him. I have for him. For me, I'm uh, not interested. United is about to play at Burnley, Southampton, at Leeds, Watford. That's, that's de- their that's, next that's four. That's a decent run. So uh, I don't expect – I'm not sure why – I certainly am not expecting Manchester United, not this Manchester United defense, to yeah. keep clean sheets I wouldn't sheets feel there. great about it. I'm shocked that they – Kept the clean sheet against West Ham. Right. Why not Emmy Martinez? Uh, Emiliano Martinez, Dave, I think the price is probably going to scare most people away. He's 5.5. Golly. Um, uh, like we said, uh, Aston Villa's schedule leads yeah. Newcastle, Watford, Brighton, right. Southampton. That's right. their next five. Right. Uh, and then speaking of Brighton, uh, Robert Sanchez. He's in, Did you know Robert Sanchez is almost 20% selected? He's 18.2%. It's, it's he's got a good price point. It is a good price point. It's yeah. still a good price point for sure. Brighton blank and uh, they blank in game week twenty four. But when they come back in game week twenty five, Watford, Burnley, Villa, Newcastle. Not a horrible choice. It's just not somebody. I'm not sure. I don't know why people you'd bring him in now. Okay. Unless you I mean, like, why make him your why make him your second guy? I'm right. not sure about that. Okay. Defenders. I don't want to go through the other names like Jose Saw and some of those other people. Right. I feel like they're. I, I feel like they're kind of self-explanatory people. We Dubrovka had a great game for Newcastle, but it was like inexplicable. Newcastle winning one nil at Leeds. How yeah. did that happen? It's bizarre. Um, defenders. We already said D- to me, Dina Dina is a no-brainer if you have the money for it. I, I just feel like he seems like the kind of guy who's because he's still not his ownership is not crazy high. I like. I think a move to Dina is a really safe one. Okay. Laporte, I feel like is tricky. Laporte and Robertson are the tricky names here. Tricky? Why? Like I want I to just, bring. The, like if I'm wild carding, why don't I want to bring them in? I just don't know how you. They just seem really difficult. I in just what feel like way? What, why are they difficult? Team makeup, price. I. I just okay. All right. If you can make the money work. They're not difficult. I, I see your point. Like they can, it can cause you if you're not wild carding. They're gonna make you take minuses to keep them right. In play. Like 
So my like my move last week, it's only for it's Sala money that was left over. Right. For me to be able to go from to go from Amarty at three point eight to to Dina right. at five. So now what do you do if you want to bring Sala? Right. Well, so that, that's that's exactly it. I mean, my issue is going to be I'm going to have to probably make two moves to get Sala the second that they right. that we know for sure that Sala is coming back. And for me, like defensively, I'm saying like without giving up Trent or Cancelo, my other defender options, I would be okay moving either of them. But you know, it's it's Diop. I brought in Diop from West Ham just for a, the double week a couple weeks ago. Right. And I have Ben Davis from yeah. Spurs. Yeah. So if I want to go to Laporte, that's a that's one point three, one point four difference. Like that's that's money that I'm not going to be able to throw back at Salah at some point. Right. So and if you add Robertson's extra two, basically two dollars or one and a half pounds to that, like yeah. you know he's a seven point one. Yeah. Moving to either of those guys to me is not. I they it makes total sense why you would do it. I just, for me, it's extremely challenging gotcha. for sure. Without wild carding and without getting rid of Trent or Cancelo. No, I no, I hear you. Anyone bringing in Jack Harrison still? I mean, he he kind of he came back down to earth. He's on a hot streak. He was off a twenty and a nine, and his form is still very very good. Maybe cooled off a little bit, but well, I just I I think with all of the Leeds people. Uh, there he's far down the list. Even Rafinha is not like way high on transfers in. For yeah, I know. But I wonder and if I, they should. But well, I just I think so. Leeds, they're there. This was like the prime matchup this week. I, I'm a little put off by Leeds playing like in decent form, playing a Newcastle team at home that's kind of still feeling themselves sort, out. Things out, yeah. And Newcastle leave. With a one nil win, Newcastle outshot them fifteen thirteen. Right. So and I same thing. Leeds had more possession, but Newcastle took more shots. Yeah. When you look at uh, you look at away to Villa when they you know and when they come back after the break at Everton, okay, like Leeds they're good. I mean they're all they're all pros and they're all outstanding players. Like they could get they can get something out of those. Okay. Home to Manchester United, okay. Like, they could get something there. Home to Spurs, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, you're going For down sure. through the list, and it's not, like, anything overwhelming about about what they have. I just feel like it just seems like other – like, the top transfers in make way more sense. Everyone back on Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen why, easily why, – Why did you ever go off of him? Easily the number one it's transfer in. They're about – West Ham about to play Watford, Leicester, Newcastle in their next three matches. Right. Of course you're going – if you don't have Jared Bowen, I feel like at this point, what, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Coutinho. I don't feel the way about Antonio, though. No, I would, I would understand not keeping him. Like, in my little wild card that I'm – in my mind that I'm doing here as we're talking on the pod here, Antonio got shipped out. Yeah. I'd rather have that. Doesn't money. seem like a priority hold, even with a good run of fixtures coming up. I just don't know why why he's not showing me why I should. Coutinho, an obvious choice. We said this about Aston Villa. KDB. Uh, he gets an assist and all three bonus points for Manchester City. Like he looks like he's back to being the Wish best. Wish I would have captained him. He was my choice between him and Dennis this past week. I picked wrong. He but I mean you watched him. I mean he he 
He he smacked the bar twice. Yeah. He on fire. Yeah. He just feels like he's back to being the best version. I feel like he's kind of yeah. He's kind of a must own, and a lot of people are gonna have a hard time with him because they might have spent solid money on him, and. If they want to bring Salah back, you know, Kenny B's in some form right now. So yeah. I wouldn't, you know, be going too far so, away from him. And Salah is fourth, I think. Salah's fourth and transfers in. He's coming back for you, right? Yeah. We will know. No, no, no. I got to buy him back. Oh, no, but you know I'm saying, like, if you. If, no, yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring him back. Right. But when your team is done at go, entering into game week 20, what are we on? 24. 20, yeah. Or yeah, the next match, the next week, match will week be available when Salah Salah will be in your team. Yes, is what I'm saying. Yes, we'll know tomorrow if Egypt can beat Ivory Coast. Like whether he'll be, you know, whether they make the the quarters in the Afcon. Either way, he's still going to be back by match week 24. Right, and whether Afcon or not will be over now, he might right, be whether, back and not play. Right, whether or not he comes back and it's like straight back in the side. Correct. I, my feeling is. Do you feel like it depends if they win tomorrow, right? Well, I was gonna say, do you feel like let's say they do advance and then they he has to play again, he comes back. Do you think title race? Do you think that it's imp- kinda you, on a little I was bit? Gonna say, I mean do a you lot think of people that, like we get Liverpool people are like, We got a game in hand. I was talking to Scott yesterday. He's like, I'm I wanna get my hopes up, but they got at least one game in hand. I haven't if only there was a way I could actually know. And then now that's only a nine point lead. Yeah, like, like this maybe. is a bad. Uh, it's a bad result for City to get a, you know to draw. I mean, Laporte's leg would disagree with the number of players that ended on the pitch for <laughs> right, right. for Southampton for in sure. that game, which may may have impacted the end of it. But City get Brentford and Norwich. Like that was the whole point was to bring in City for this run of matches, which coming back after the break will include Brentford and Norwich. Right. So. Uh, and 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 Brentford at home. I can't imagine anyone with a Manchester City player will not be captaining one of them, even sure. if it's Laporte. Right, right. Does Bruno does Bruno do anything for you? Oh, people I, are going to him. I feel like I'm not ready to. Okay, like I don't right. blame anyone to do for doing that. I'm not convinced. I, I'm. I don't. He know. did it again. I he just, did it again against West Ham, where he put the ball. On Ronaldo's head, and Ronaldo just did not quite finish it. He's we coming might, off a, a fourteen and nine, right. and then a three, and, and he could have scored that. And we very know. well could have been talking about him with a six or a seven or an eight uh, in this match. I I just ugh. I feel like I'd rather invest my high end money in Salah and De Bruyne okay. than him. Okay. Bruno will, is going to be the highest owned differential in FPL history because a ton of people have him. His his push percent selected is high, just because of the name value. I don't think it ever dropped off, and probably a lot of the you know whether it's dead teams or whatever, people just 20, not making 20. the move. Eight percent. Yeah, that's really high. It is, high. and it just seems really high for somebody that is has, was so off the radar for some. The Bruins is fourteen point six. Right. That's a, like, that's crazy. Connor Gallagher, does he get a bump? I know he's right, also so look, he's I, over eighteen so percent. Does he get a bump because it, of the friendly schedule too? Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out right now. Do I want Connor Gallagher or do I want Philippe Coutinho? Yeah, that's a that's right, a, like that's like, a tricky. I'm going to move Saka out because it's not you know it's no point in having him right because of Arsenal's next 
uh, their blank. They have massive blanks. Two of the next three match massive match blankage. So my concern is, or who, who do I bring in? You know, like I said, Gallagher or Coutinho, um, or Brian. And this is going to sound silly. I don't think I'm going to do this. We kind of blew through Matinho for Wolves. We kind of said a meaningless thing. I know. I want to reference this because I feel like we're not doing our job if we don't. He's a 4.9 pound dollar. Yep. Okay. And two of his last three weeks, 11, 2, and 13. Right. Now, yeah, you don't I, see another good number on his list for the season. That was my, that's the, I, I mean, get it. But if this is the moment, I don't know, where maybe he's worked out some personal life things and his, he's got a little bit of mojo going on. He might. And, you know, the upcoming schedule you're looking at, they don't have any massive blankage on the schedule. No. You're looking at home Arsenal. Arsenal's not, I mean, their form has dropped a little bit, so they're not scaring you. At Tottenham, we'll schedule, and then home Leicester at you know West Ham. Honestly, it's fairly difficult the last few weeks. I just wonder, if you're looking for an enabler, someone who's playing every single week and has the potential to at least score and or assist, Joao Moutinho yeah, for a- Wolves at a 4-9 it's pretty good. Yeah, he's a quality player for sure. I just I just didn't I don't know. The other guy I like that passed the eye test and for me, Brian, and he's had a couple good match weeks, so that's but he just plays on the worst team right now. It's it's Anthony Gordon for Everton. Right. Yeah, we that we, kid we mentioned is good. Yeah, we mentioned Gordon I just want last to throw week. It, yeah. He's four five. I'm not owning him. He is playing for Everton and he's not I mean he's he's is reliable minutes. I don't think it's a, he's not a reliable fantasy score, but I just he passed the eye test for me. He looked really good, and I wanted him. Uh, you know, seems like a nice guy. <laughs> seems like a nice guy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see uh, if there is something. If m- maybe the next few weeks, I mean, we're not really talking about Everton's way so far down on the list. No. So yeah. the Damari Grays and the Dominic Calvert Lewins aren't probably going to make it in here. But Everton do. They have Newcastle, Leeds, and Southampton in their next three. It looks very green on paper for them. If if Duncan Ferguson can can I don't know can wring the last bits of pride out of them uh, to get back kind of to get back some form, this would be a time to do it. So if you you know I don't know if five point five really counts as an enabler, but Demari that's where Demari Gray is. Forwards, Alan Saint Maximin is still the people's champion. Uh, even though he got you a one against Leeds, I think playing home to Everton after the break is just too enticing. For sure, for he, people, he's in my wild card consideration. Team. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. uh, Edward is second. We already talked. He's about He's in him my wild card consideration. Team. Uh, Antonio, the re- part of the reason why I I understand getting rid of him, but maybe the break is coming at the best possible time for, for him. him. Really good point. That could be the case, and I'm just not willing to wait. Uh, something I could have done prior to sitting here and putting this in my mo- voice into a microphone is to see if he, if Jamaica has anything going on uh, in the next. That would be way too responsible. Yeah, and this so, is not a responsible podcast. But my hope is that uh, David Moyes gives Antonio some nap time. Some na- he needs some naps. He just needs to. He just needs to lay down. Yeah. For a little bit and get and get some rest. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, his legs need a rest, and everyone knows that. There's no doubt. Um, the last, the last names last on the name. list and the on the forwards are, are Harry Kane and Broja from Southampton. 
just to say that both guys had goals disallowed this week. Kane's was silly. Silly that it was disallowed. Disallowed. And, I, and, you know, this is something I get it. Players on the pitch. Players first. Of course, the Spurs players want to have the goal stand. But just to say that it wasn't the it wasn't the on pitch referee right. that called it. It was the line. It was the line judge that called it. And as Matt Doherty said uh, after the match, uh, there wasn't a big protest. There wasn't a big shout. Okay. I think a lot but, of the players maybe there should have been very surprised to see that the goal was disallowed. That's neither here nor there. I just want to say, Rojo was is very good. Uh, we saw you got to see that he yeah. uh, almost scored against City. Harry Kane, since game week 18, Harry Kane has the stats, and I would say has the production to to say, I'm not sure why he's, uh, you know why he's not in more teams. He's expensive. But just to say, there isn't anyone, he is so far and away the number one striker in terms of not just, like, not just shots and production, he's actually scoring he's doing the he's actually finishing like we just said he and edward i mean kane has four goals in this in in the last like six weeks so i'm not really sure what like 29 shots is the most of any forward do you know who's second i'll tell you it's ronaldo and he has 17 (laughs) okay that's a big gap yeah he has 12 shots on target second is antonio do you know how many he has six wow He's taken 20 shots in the box. Do you know who's second? I'll tell you. It's Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony. Ivan to his Russian friend. Okay, thank you. 13 shots in the box for Tony. Right. So there's a seven-shot gap there. I'm just saying, like, Kane, since game week 18, has eight big chances. Lacazette and Edward are tied for second with five. His XG is two, almost two full goals higher than the next highest guy. He's created nine chances, which is the most of any forward. He's created three big chances, which is like down through the list, every single category, it's like old Kane, where he's not only getting the points, he's like he is the scorer and he is just dominating the the stat box. Wow. Okay. I just feel like he this Spurs team He needs to get a little love. Spurs are so shaky. They admittedly like Goal not goal being disallowed aside, they looked horrible. I'm not saying in any way they deserve. They deserve. They felt like they deserved to lose two right. nil to Chelsea this weekend. I'm just saying, like as they sort things out, I just don't think it's as bad as as it seems okay. for Harry Kane. All right. He's been outstanding. All right, very good. Real quick, there's two things I want to finish up with, and yep. I'm going to fly through it. Number oh, three things. Number one, the easy thing and the quick thing. Brian walked in and he opened his jacket almost to like flash me and he said get a load of these <laughs> and like oh, it, yeah. it was his hammers uh-huh. shirt uh he is wearing a fantastic tee uh it says hammers on the front on the cr- uh, front west ham united well there's no west ham united on it but it's west ham united hammers shirt tee fantastic look and uh, i just wanted to give that a little yeah. as we mentioned one of your other tees a couple weeks ago yeah the um tottenham shirt yeah all london yeah yeah, I'll, uh, one of these times I'm going to come in here with a Newcastle Queens Park Ranger. Oh, whoa, easy now! Don't tickle my fancy. <laughs> All right, uh, let's. I wanted to run through this really quick. I wanted to run through the club mojo table, 
And I wanted to kind of blast through this as uh, League Ben has uh, so graciously uh, works hard on this now. To, and look, I think it matters. And I typically want guys from these teams. Right, real quick, on fire. One team, Manchester City, remains at the top. In second place, Brian, and this is considering multiple factors, okay? Mm-hmm. This is just not if you won last week or not, is Wolves. Wolves Club Mojo. Wow. Very, very high in number two. Number three, West Ham. Okay. Moving up the table is Liverpool, number four. So those four teams are absolutely red hot. So Liverpool, West Ham, Wolves, all with excellent mojo. Tickled pink. Brighton in number five. Six, Arsenal. Arsenal's dropped. Look, they can't seem to find Mm -hmm. the net. Mm -hmm. I get it. But their still club mojo is very good. Aston Villa, right where they should be probably. Tickled pink right there at number seven. Man United, number eight. They did get a, a, a needed win. I think that probably gave them a little bit of a bump. I still think they're a little shaky. Like the next United and Chelsea, I feel like should just be lower for whatever reason, regardless of results. Spurs are, after United, is Chelsea, Spurs, Southampton, and Leicester, in that order, are all just neutral. Yeah, that just, makes total sense. I almost feel like Leicester should be lower. In fact, I would switch 13 and 12, Ben. If uh, I would put Crystal Palace in a neutral and then Leicester kind of with a bruised ego. Crystal Palace, Norwich, in all in this order. Crystal Palace, Norwich, Leeds, Newcastle, all with their bruised ego with Club Mojo. So, like I said, I agree with Leeds where they are. Norwich, I mean, Norwich has climbed the table. So I, I've got to give yeah. it to Ben. They're, like, they're climbing the Club Mojo table and the Premier League table. I do think Powell should be a little bit higher than Leicester. I think Leicester have nothing going for them at the moment. And then the last four rounding at the bottom, feeling blue in this order, Brentford, Watford, Burnley, Everton. I don't think one could hardly – you could almost maybe move Burnley over Watford maybe, only considering the last result. But Ben had this put together before the last Watford result. So, sure, you know, I'm not going to fault him there. But Burnley getting a draw at Arsenal probably felt like a win on some level, right? I mean, getting a point yeah. out of that. So – Burnley maybe a tick higher. Hey, Ben, well done on the Club Mojo. Again, my recommendation, even in point for mentioning the Club Mojo table, is the guys on this, the guys on the teams higher in this table are, I think, better owns than people in the lower parts of the table. And uh, I think it's worth considering. Last thing as we round out the FPL America Podcast League, I just wanted to run through really quickly the top names. Not, a, a familiar, familiar face at the top. Both of these uh, teams: Game of Throw-ins, League Anthony, mm-hmm. and then Nirvana State, League Michael. If they keep dominating this way, we'll have to turn the podcast. I over know. Honestly, I would love if they reach <laughs> out. Uh, maybe they don't listen anymore. I don't know. I hope so. But if they did, I would love for one of them to reach out. Um, and or our own mini league podcast. Uh, our own mini mini league participant league diane who has been leading most of the season yeah she's dropped down to third she turned in a 62 this week that's a amazing when the average is 30 <laughs> amazing she score. turns in a 62 yeah. that's amazing uh brian i climbed the table a little bit nice job i jumped brett marching on together i jumped him by one point as he turned in a salty 22 okay yeah and i was able to jump him uh with a 40 so I'm moving up table and League uh, Billy and, and League Ryan. Well, I mean, yeah, Diane is tied for second. Uh, I know she's in third by by rank, but uh, oh, I yeah. see that now. Yeah, yeah, tied on yep. points. Well, well done. Wow, 
Game of Throw-Ins. Ant- League Anthony is just, his overall rank is 2,600. That's silly. That is silly. League Diane, I forgot to mention, did bench boost this week. So she did chip, but hey, if you're going to chip yeah. and get 30 points more than the average. And, that- you see, uh, and you see who she's got in there, Dave, to pull that 62 up there. She's one of the non-dummies who went to uh, not only Dina, but also Andy Robertson. Of course. Of course, she's always one step ahead of me. Of course. I can never seem to catch her. Well, listen, Brian, we uh, we did it. We got made it through another pod. Uh, make sure you check your lineups this week. Make sure you watch what happens to whatever Watford players you have remaining <laughs> on Good. Saturday uh, as Burnley... Uh, attempt to pull off the unlikeliest thing, which is two not bad results in a row. <laughs> hey, enjoy your national break. Uh, watch some AFCON. Let that fill your appetite in that off weekend. And um, good luck to the remaining teams. Come back, Salah. Come back, not hurt. Yeah, right. When, uh, and when we will, what we can talk about is we'll figure it out, Dave. When we're gonna do this again, maybe Scott will be back by then. But. Uh, It'll be a weird time because the next match week actually starts on a Tuesday. So Ooh. so we'll have some news. Tuesday, February 8th is... Interesting. Um, I'm sure by game week 24, we'll start on Tuesday, February 8th. So um, I, by then, I'm sure we'll have plenty of news. Um, we'll have uh, all the AFCON results. Um, hopefully no one is... Uh, no weird training issues. Uh, there is news for sure. I think uh, I keep seeing it. I don't know that there's been any final decision reached about the Premier League adjusting kind of permanently their uh, the COVID, the way they're handling COVID protocols oh, and the way they're handling okay. handling testing. We should have a better gauge on that. Uh, I would imagine we'll know more about postponements and whether or not we'll have uh, we'll have, probably have news on double Some match double match weeks. weeks. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just think uh, we'll have a lot. There, we could have a lot of like uh, incidental stuff to okay. handle okay. Uh, by the time we do this again. All right. Well, I, I tell you this, not that anyone cares, but at this moment, if I was to wild card, this would be my team. I'm going to blast through it, and then this is uh, then we're done. Uh, Gunn, Ramsdale in the back, uh, Daniel Amarty, TAA, Cancelo, Robertson, Laporte, Gallagher, Sala, De Bruyne, James Ward-Prowse. Everyone knows why I have to have that. Jared Bowen, Josh Sargent. Edward St. Maxima. Wow. That is a cheapo forwards. Uh, yet, yeah. Yet but functional. It, but it works. Yeah. Yet functional. Yeah, very much. Interesting. All right. For, uh, listen, thanks, guys, for listening. Appreciate that. And uh, this is for the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.